Get luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features. For every purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help a woman thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com AMR for 15% off your first order. You can trust Indeed as a hiring partner because they want the same thing you do, finding quality candidates. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com AMR. Offer valid through March 31st. Welcome to AMR Trains, a podcast about training for and racing in endurance sports. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. As most of you listeners know, I stopped running over two years ago, which was about two years after a doctor told me I should consider not running anymore. I had a perfect storm of injuries, including chronic hamstring issues and lower back pain. Um, But that wasn't the beginning of it all. Over the course of my nearly 20-year running career, I'm pretty sure I had more injuries than I had PRs. I was just one of those runners who was constantly playing whack-a-mole with my body. A stress fracture would heal and my hip would act up. My knee would get better and an aroma on my foot would appear. So in the interest of my own mental health and being able to be active for decades to come, I reluctantly and pretty emotionally gave it up. I wrote a feature story about it called The True Finish Line for the winter 2022 issue of Women's Running Magazine. Unfortunately, it's behind a paywall, so we can't link to it here. But I did get some really nice supportive comments from those who who had an opportunity to read it. And one of those notes came from Elise Wallace, a woman who is the co-founder of Sparkle Athletic, which are the adorable sparkly skirts you see on about 75% of all the runners at Disney races. So Elise wrote to us in our Instagram account. She wrote, I've been struggling with the same issue for almost three years now. It's been super difficult figuring out who I am if I'm not a runner. I took about 18 months off running completely, and it was the worst time in my life. I cried every day. But since my hamstring pain didn't go away over those 18 months, I slowly started running again. I thought I would be happier being able to run again, but it's still so painful. Oh, but it's still painful, so it doesn't feel the same. I am happier because I found cycling, and that has become my new passion, even though my friends and my work are still in running. Thanks for the article and helping me know I'm not alone. It sucks. A lot. But running brought me so many memories and friends, so I'm glad I had it. So that's what Elise wrote to us. And today, I am really excited to have a one-on-one conversation with her. Um, as we both know that pieces of our stories might resonate with you, the listener. There is, of course, a wide range between running pain-free and easy, as we all aspire to run, and deciding to absolutely quit running. Um, And we hope by talking about it, we can either help you feel solid or make peace with the place that you currently are. So, um, welcome, Elise. We are so I am so excited to have this conversation, and um, really. Uh, grateful that you're willing to do it. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Well, so before we dive into the heavy stuff, um, so tell us about yourself first. Where do you live and like how many kids do you have? Just the basics. Okay. Um, I'm Elise Wallace. I live in Southern California. I was born here um, and I continue to live here and I don't ever want to leave here. <laughs> um, I have two kids, a son, 10 and a daughter, seven. Um, my husband and I have been married for 16 years, um, and I love running. 
and I don't and I don't run anymore. Yeah, yeah, I hear <laughs> I love you. it. Well, so so tell me, how did like tell how did you get started running? Were you a track kid in high school? Did you pick it up after? Kind running? of. I did not get started till the very end of high school, my senior year track. My boyfriend was a runner, of course, so I had to start. And so I started <laughs> running, and I fell in love with it, and I kind of just kept up with it, um, just to keep in shape or do something. Um, and then I really got into it um, probably about 15 years ago, right after I got married and my husband and I started getting the triathlon. And so started with sprint triathlon. And then um, I met some friends, my, my current uh, business partners, Carrie and Kelly, and um, we decided we wanted to run a marathon together. Well, I didn't decide, they did. And I reluctantly went along with them. And so um, that started the journey of getting into more running and getting into the running community and starting our company and and just falling in love with running and endurance running and trail running and everything running related. Wow, oh, that's so funny. That is such a, I did not realize that AMR and, and Sparkle Athletic kind of had similar origination stories, right? Because Sarah and I started with a marathon as well without the idea uh-huh. of like we were gonna start a company. But is that kind of, did you guys, so did Sparkle Athletic come after you guys ran the mar- marathon together? <laughs> it, it surprisingly came during running the marathon. So Carrie had made us these sparkly skirts to wear during the race. Okay. Um, which I did not want to wear because I'm not like <laughs> a super girly girl, but I did it and I wore this pink sparkly skirt. And now, of course, I won't run without one. But during the race, the three of us were running together and we got so many compliments. Love your skirt, go sparkle. And since it was our first marathon, like every little compliment helps because you're like struggling trying to do this hard thing. Yeah. Um, and so I started counting the compliments just to like pass the time. And like once I got to a thousand, we were starting to think like, well, maybe we have something. Um, and so we started talking about it during the race. And then a week later, like we had already filed a business license, got our website wow. um, and started the company, which is supposed to be like a fun thing that we did as a hobby. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there. So it's kind of funny that our business started while we were running. Um, and it's been 12 years since that time. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so similar. I mean, yeah, that's uh, we're also in our 12th year as well. <laughs> Although we ran a, a marathon in 2007. Book per, like we did not get things going as quickly just because publishing <laughs> more of a lag time. But I'm curious. So how did how Kelly and Carrie are your um, business partners? How did you know them prior to running your marathon together? Um, so our husbands had met mountain biking. And so okay. we decided to start mountain biking together. And then we had all separately signed up for the Disneyland half marathon, um, just on our own. We didn't know. And so we all did it. And then we we're like, well, that was kind of fun. Um, let's do, see what's next. Let's do the marathon, like, uh, the surf city marathon. It was in a couple months. So then okay. we started training and running together. And that's how we really started connecting was doing that. Cause we've been mountain biking, but like, you don't talk as much when you're on bikes. Cause you know, you're kind of like further away from each other, but, um, then we got into running and we're doing our long runs together and yeah. the friendship just kind of blossomed from there. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, yeah. so um, so you yourself as a runner, so you said you got into trail trail running, endurance racing. So kind of talk about your running journey. I mean, what, what do you like to do personally and what do you, you know, what were some highlights? Um, I'm a very competitive person, but okay. mostly competitive with myself. 
And okay. so I've always, like, I always was trying to like PR at every race, which like, that might be a recipe for injury right there, Elise. Like I'm just saying. <laughs> I did it for a long time. Like I just kept like, I just go out and run the half marathon. Oh, wow. I PR like no big deal. But now it's like, I could never PR again. Um, and so I, I liked getting the speed. I loved doing speed workouts. And then um, after I did the marathon, I was like, what's next? Oh, Ironman love doing that. Okay. What's next? Oh, let's run further. And so I liked going further and faster. Um, and I was doing awesome. Like I had a few injuries here and there, but nothing that would like stop me, um, for running, tape it up for a few weeks and it was fine. Okay. Um, and then, um, just kind of kept going from there. And, uh, did you ever do an ultra? Did you do a 50K or anything? I did. I, I really like the 50K distance. I think it's my favorite. I did a 50 miler. That's like my, my pinnacle running moment was when okay. I did the 50 miler. And I loved it. I did it with my husband. We never run together on races. And we did it together. And it was awesome. And wow. one of the best races ever. Did you wear a sparkle skirt for 50 miles? Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. For- wow. Okay. And it was on Catalina Island. And it was beautiful. The weather was great. I felt mostly fine. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna you, feel... you, get, you got ups and downs. When it's 12 hours, you know, you're going to be down and up a of lot. Course, of course. <laughs> That's awesome. So you were pretty injury free. I mean, it sounds like, you know, like for, mostly, like I said, in the, yeah. yeah, in the, in my intro, like I just felt like I never strung together a season because it was just like, okay, my foot's better. Now my knee hurts. My knee's better. Now my hip hurts. Like it just never mm-hmm. was like, you know run three half marathons in a season, like no, run a race and then recover. That's kind of how I was. You you had more yeah. of a smooth sailing, it sounds like. Yeah, mostly. I mean, after my first marathon, I kind of had to adjust like, because I was still kind of new to like longer distance running. So learning more about shoes and inserts and stuff like that. And like, once yeah. I got it, like I pretty much stayed injury free. Okay. Well, so then when did that hammer drop? I mean, so three, <laughs> you, 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 bought, you battled hamstring stuff for three years. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so it was before my 50 miler, I kind of had a little bit of a hamstring issue, went to a PT, cleared it up. It was fine. Okay. And then about three years ago, um, it just started hurting again. Um, and I had been doing a lot of running and, um, I don't know when it happened, but at some point my hamstring tore and I only okay. know because I eventually went and saw like an orthopedic doctor that did an MRI. They're like, oh, you have a torn hamstring, but I didn't even know. So it wasn't like a specific moment where I went, aha. Okay. But my guess is I had been going to like orange theory classes, which I loved. Yeah. But the sprinting on the treadmill and the stopping really fast, I think is probably what did it for me. It was just like, stop, go, stop, go. And my hamstring just couldn't handle that much of it. Sure. And so it must have happened then. So I was kind of struggling for a while, like running okay, but like, oh, I'll just kind of pull it back a little bit and not run as much and see if I could do it. And then at one point I said, I got to go see someone. Found out it was torn. And then... um that's when all of the, all of the doctors and shots and everything started was like, okay, well, I'll be able to fix this. I did it before. Um, so started PT that wasn't working, did PRP that didn't work, did cortisone that didn't work, did PT again, that didn't work, stop, start, just like all these times. And so then COVID hit and, um, 
I just decided to stop running, not really related to COVID, but it's just kind of about that time that it happened. Sure. Um, and my dog that I had run with had just passed the week before COVID started. And so oh, like geez. I kind of was struggling with like grief of all these things, loss of my dog, loss of running. It was just a really, really hard time. Um, and so I decided just to stop running um, and try cycling to see if maybe that could like ease some of my pain. And so um, it just never got better. It never and got like, better. And it, is it still so? So, I mean, spoiler alert, you did run the Disney Princess Half Marathon <laughs> I did. a couple weeks I did. ago, right? And so, how did I mean, and you worked up to it looks like, I mean, you were running laps around baseball field for 12 miles. So you, you definitely have something left in you, but what does it feel like? Yeah. So I had stopped running for about 18 months and I thought that would help, but it didn't help. And so after talking with my doctors and my PT, like we just determined to have a really tight hamstring it's chronic and running wasn't going to make it worse, but it wasn't making it better. Any of the stuff I was trying. So I thought I really want to run again because I was playing, I was you playing got a crazy my, dog. Yeah, I got a my crazy dog. dog. <laughs> What's your dog's name? This is Penny. This is our, Penny. our COVID puppy. So oh, okay. my dog had passed the week before COVID and then we scrambled to get a puppy right then too. And so we got Penny. So she's about two years old. <laughs> Very sweet. All right. All right. So, so your, so your doctor say, okay, you can run or your PT says, you're not going to make it worse, but it's not going to get better. So how yeah. do you kind of mentally reconcile that? So I just, I decided I want to do it because I was playing with my kids in the front yard and we were trying to play tag and they're like, mom run. And I couldn't even run two steps. And it just was like the hardest thing for me to be like, I can run 50 miles one day. Yeah. And then today I can't even run two steps without my hamstring hurting. And it just was so painful to think like I don't even want to run anymore for myself I want to run for my kids just yeah. to play with them oh sweetie and it was just a really hard moment because you know it's everything yeah. everything yeah yeah it wasn't just like doing races it was like just living life yes. and so I just decided you know what it hurts no matter what I do I'm just gonna do it and so I started and I ran 10 seconds and then the next day I ran, you know, 15 seconds or whatever day it was. I didn't run every day. Um, and then I just started working up to it and doing the run walk. Cause I thought if, if I'm going to be in pain, I'm going to be in pain and run because okay. there's no point in, in being in pain and not being able to do something I love. So I decided to start running, did run walk. Um, it's, it's just kind of up and down. It's I I'm in pain. When I run, when I sit, when I sleep, when I stand, it's just a hundred percent of the day. It just doesn't go away. So, um, and is that, is that, um, did that, and just to be clear, what, did you have that level of pain before you picked running up again? Yes. 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 It was. Okay. And that's why I had decided to pick it up because okay. I, thought, I can't even like sit and I'm not running. So like, yeah. why not try again? Okay. I, okay. But, um, so you just added in running and it's, it hasn't made a difference one way or the other, really. Exactly. Okay. So um, I think uh, my theory is my my hamstring just is just healed so tight and it yeah. just can't like just sitting is what aggravates it a lot. Sure. But um, it just no one can no one can figure out how to fix it. And I've been 
everywhere and done everything and spent so much money. Money, yeah. Ac- acupuncture, chiropractic, shots, PT, five times. And it's just like... Yeah. And isn't that just so, so mentally draining? I yes. mean, I think that that's, that's what was hard for me to sometimes put in the article because it's like, like, yes... I mean, I don't, I didn't have the situation you have. It was just more of, you know, just a kind of, like I said, a perfect storm of like, I can't mm. point to one exact thing. It was definitely my hamstring that pushed things over the edge, but like, yeah, I, you know, it just gets so exhausting trying to find the cure. Right. And not yeah. even like a cure, but just to be comfortable. And mm-hmm. I mean, it hurts my heart at least to hear that you're in so much chronic pain because when you can get that lifted, like, I, you know, and I don't know how to do that. I'm not saying, but it's just, yeah. it is this, you don't realize how it's, I like compare it to like a gnat, like flying around your head all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's annoying, but it's not going to really hurt, but it's just this like yeah. low grade annoyance all the mm-hmm. time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I, I hate that you're in that all the time, regardless of whether you're running or not. That's, that's yeah. just awful. That's awful. It's hard. And I'm not in like excruciating pain every day. Cause that no. would be a different story. I think it's just like you said, like a low grade pain that it's just annoying and no one wants to hear me talk about it anymore, but it's always <laughs> there. And so because I'm not talking about it anymore, a lot of people assume I'm fine, but it's yes. like, no, I'm just tired of talking, talking about, about it, it. Or, yeah. or people are tired of hearing about it. I should say that I'm just like, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's well, hard Like when I go somewhere new to try to get help and they're like, oh yeah, we know exactly what to do. And I get hopeful. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, when talking about it. And I think, you know, I know you well enough to know that, like, you have perspective, right? And sometimes it's like, okay, I am complaining about, you know, hamstring pain when I know uh-huh. that we are at, like, you know, at war with Ukraine and we're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. and we're this and that. And sometimes it feels so minimal, but at the same time, it gives, you know, it shapes how you see everything, right? And, like, just because, like, uh, one, I remember somebody saying like, you know, there is no pain comparison, right? If mm-hmm. it's hurting you, it's hurting you, right? Like it's not yeah. necessarily in relation to a refugee, right? Or something like that, yeah. you know? So I think, um, but it's sometimes when I got really, you know, depressed about it or like just, or like just frustrated with it, I'd be like, come on, Dimity, get a grip. Like everything else is pretty good, right? Like you have a yeah. really nice life. So, you know, the fact that your body isn't exactly what you want it to be should be okay but in fact it doesn't feel okay right well and especially when you're working in that industry you know you're reminded of it every day it's not like you know what i'm just gonna put running aside for a while it's like well i have a comp a running company like yes Yes. i gotta like talk about running and like you know act like i'm super excited about it yes yes well (laughs) that that is when i'm crying every day about it it is so hard. It's so hard. I said this on the podcast when I talked about my own situation more, but it's like, I was, you know, you're working in an ice cream shop for years and love it, love the community, love the flavors, love tasting everything, you know? And then all of a sudden, like your doctor's like, you're lactose intolerant, but you still got to keep yeah. working in the ice cream shop, you know? And you're like, <laughs> okay, I've got to totally reframe what this looks like for me, right? Yeah. And protect myself and take care of myself because... Yes. I mean, do I still want the best for everybody in, in your community, in our community? Like set PRs, run strong, mm-hmm. run fast, run, feel good, of course. But, you know, you can't help but have this, you know, like sense of like, I want to be out there with you. You know, I want to yeah. be doing what you're able to do and I can't quite do it, you know? Yeah. So At least the last two years it's been okay because, you know, with COVID there's no races yeah, I wasn't getting together with my friends to run. So I didn't feel so left out. But now it's like, 
oh, everything's back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like figure out what what I'm doing now. So when Princess had come up, and you know, we always run that for work. I was like, well, I'll just sign up and I'll figure it out. Like once I get there, if I have to walk the whole thing, I'll walk the whole thing. Yeah. But I got to that point where I could run walk 13 miles, and I was grateful to do it, and I finished. But then when I looked at my time, my mind still said, oh, that's your slowest half marathon ever. You ran it faster when you were nine months pregnant. So I'm just like, I can't get past that mental part too. You know, like my brain's like, you've run marathons, you can be cute, you can do this. But, you know, now I'm just struggling just to get out for a few mile run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was it like? Let's let's before we um, unpack the the mental side of things, because that's really hard. Like or, like before we get to the race, I guess, because this is mental. But what was it? What is it like being at back at Disney? That wasn't your first expo, right? With your hamster. No. Situation. So we we had been to I'd been to Wine and Dine and then Marathon Week, but I didn't run the races there. Um, OK. And so Princess was the first one that I had decided to run. Um, I was going to do Marathon Week, the 10K, but there was that omicron surge so i was like yeah i'll see it yeah um but for princess it was great it was great being there it just felt so good to be around all the runners again and i usually don't get emotional because i i've done so many races and i've done so many of them for work it usually is just like oh it's just part of the the week yeah but this one it felt like it was an accomplishment getting there because i hadn't run that far in over two years um and just pulling up to the race on the bus, like I, I definitely got emotional, which is so odd for me. I usually don't get emotional, especially before the race. <laughs> so I just, I was so happy to be there and it was just, you know, it's in a fun environment. They got the music going, everyone's dressed up. You get to talk to the people and meet, you know, where are you from and what are you dressed as and what's yeah. your goal for today? And it was just, it was just awesome to be at an event again, like, a, I mean, I've been to a couple of events, but like, this was the one I look forward to every year. Cause it's yeah. just so fun with all these women and dressing up. And I just love being at Disney races. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a very, um, unique and encouraging vibe. Like you don't get yeah. that in many other races for sure, for sure. Well, and so, um, so, and you ran with Kelly and Carrie, your original, mm-hmm. your OG marathon people, right? Yeah. So like, uh-huh. were, they, were they like kind of chatting with you along the way or letting you have your space or how, what did that look no, like? No, we stayed together the whole time. Um, yeah. At first, I mean, I've run a, well, I ran with Carrie once beforehand, but I, I feel weird doing run walk with other people because I don't want to, impose my my slowness on other people when before we're all like pretty even with our running abilities and so you know to be feeling good during the race and say oh guys i need to do a walk break it felt so odd so for the first couple of my walk breaks i i would like skip every other one which was definitely a mistake because i felt it by the end i was definitely hurting and um I just got caught up in, you know, being excited and running too fast, but, um, we all stayed together. We took pictures. It was, it was a lot of fun. And we just, you know, talked about, um, how great it was to be back there yeah. and to be together. Cause the three of us hadn't run a race for a long time. So, um, it was awesome. Yeah. We had a yeah. great time. Thrive Cosmetics. Yes, I'm saying that second word distinctly for a reason, because cause is part of the brand's name, and for a reason. 
Every cosmetics and skincare product purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive Cosmetics is the reason I've returned to regularly wearing makeup, especially Thrive's Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It's the brand's top-selling product with more than 20,000 five-star reviews. It's an ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara that lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. I've also become a regular user of the Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask, a potent skin-loving formula that restores, hydrates, and rejuvenates your skin, you guessed it, overnight. Packed with antioxidants, the formula makes for smoother, brighter, more hydrated skin. I like how it makes my skin feel extra clean and refreshed the next morning. Back to the cause part of the brand. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold statement that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Last October, AMR was part of a collaborative project that included Thrive Cosmetics beauty products being given to women undergoing cancer treatments, so we've seen and support their mission in action. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com AMR. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash AMR for 15% off your first order. As determined runners, we like to believe if we dream it, we can do it, right? If only self-fulfilling prophecies worked for hiring for your team. When you partner with Indeed, building the right team is that simple. Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work with your browser. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. With virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. What I love about virtual interviews is the headaches it saves. Just like its name implies, this feature allows you to interview candidates virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You can do it all in one place with Indeed. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com AMR. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com AMR to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com AMR. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's go back to these two these two pandemic years. You kind of stopped running right <laughs> when it started, right? The pandemic yeah. started and you lost your dog. And so how did you fill the space? Because you are, you know, you are an endurance athlete. You thrive on, you know, getting your sweat in every day, I imagine, or close to every day, right? Um, yeah, pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I am a triathlete. So I, that's the nice thing about being a triathlete, you have, options you know if it's you can't do this you got two other things you could do so um i had recently started um riding my bike um more and doing it on zwift which is a online um cycling platform kind of like peloton but um instead of riding in like a studio Mm -hmm. fitness um 
place you ride, like you power your avatar on roads. And I've seen you ride Zwift. Yeah, too. yeah, and I've talked about okay. Zwift here too. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's they call it a game, which is feels like that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a game, but yeah, I mean it's like yeah. an online training platform, but it's not as it's not as personable as Peloton. Like you don't have the instructor yeah. talking to you, but you can be in teams. Like I've raced Zwift recently, so like I've got yeah. a little team going with my, you know, Discord like you know someone talking to us you know it's like it's in, yeah. it's, in, it's 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 as deep as you want to go right yeah yeah i love it so my husband had just started working at zwift a couple months before covid started oh wow and so um i started that's how i got on it um and then it really saved me because it was a way for me to ride at the beginning of covid like really didn't want to go outside at all so like riding indoors was like the thing that we all did every day all four of us the kids included we were riding on our our zwift every day um and i love it because like you said there's racing on there i'm part of a team too um you can be competitive and it's i feel like it's self-motivating like, well, I mean, like I need to motivate myself to do it. Whereas like a Peloton, like, you know, someone is talking to you this, like you have to just do it. You know, you just pick your workout or your training or your yeah. race or whatever. Um, but I got into that and that's really what saved me from not being able to run is having something else to jump into. And I'd already been a cyclist, so like it wasn't a huge change, but okay. um, just having that to do. And now I ride my bike every day of the week well every day but one okay. um and i s- love it do you swim much or i i did a little bit the pools were closed during covid for a while and then the one that opened around here was a little bit further away so i would do like one day a week um which was great because you need like the one day or at least a break from doing the same thing every day to yeah. like let your body rest. And so I really, I love swimming, but the pool was a little bit further away. And so it was kind of hard with like the kids schedules, but um, I really love swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and so you said in the letter, I hope that it was okay that I read that, but you said that you yeah. were, you know, very teary and, and depressed during that time. I mean, what, mm-hmm. how did you, what did you do? Self, self-care is, a, is such a buzzword these days, but what, how did, like, yeah. Did you do things that helped you cope or was it just like kind of put your head down and do and just get on the bike and ignore it? Um, at, at first, so I before COVID, a couple months before, I had done this PRP injection okay. to try to help my injury. And, and but before you, you that, go on, uh, at least t- tell people what PRP is in case they don't know. I think it means plasma-rich platelets or else yes. it's platelet-rich. Okay, so it's like a shot um, that they give you at the site of, the inge- of your injury to like um, try to improve the blood flow in the area. And so they take your own blood, they spin it, they take out the good parts of the blood, put it back in you in the spot that you need it. And then you can't do anything for a while. But the the actual injection was like the most painful thing I had ever had my entire life, more than labor. Wow, wow. I would say. Just because it's it's in a bad spot, it's my hamstring where my glute connects to it, and so it's yeah. just it doesn't have a lot of blood flow in that area, which is why it's not healing very well. Um, and so I got that injection, and after that, I couldn't work out for a few weeks, and that was really really hard for me. So I was like trying to like I don't know lift weights with my arms, like do something, but um, it was really hard. Every time I would see a runner outside, I would just start crying. Um, but someone had suggested 
to start doing meditation, um, especially after the injection to at least stop and think about how the injection was going to help my injury. And like, think about it, like actually in like terms of your body, like seeing the blood flow to the area and seeing it repair cells. And so I tried to do that every night was like 10 minutes of meditation, just set an alarm on my phone. Um, and just like, think about my body healing myself. And that helped a little bit, but it was still hard, you know? And even when I into cycling, it was still hard to not be running because I could see other people doing it and I wasn't being able to do it. So I didn't have a, like a lot of self-care besides just trying to find something to substitute with it. And it worked okay, but it wasn't like a great fix. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, uh, after being at Disney and running your half marathon, do you feel like you have a a better perspective on it now or more sense of peace or do you want more, do you want more running? Um, well, that's what I was surprised with is once I decided, okay, I want to start running again. I'm going to do this the right way, slow run, walk. Um, I was excited to start running, but when it came to the actual running, I just didn't feel the joy like I used to. And I think it's because I've been restricted with myself. I can't sprint anymore. I can't do intervals. I can't push myself. So it just feels more like a chore because I was training for this race that was for work and it wasn't like a PR or, you know, there wasn't a challenge for me in it. And so it didn't feel as exciting. And so that's where I'm kind of at right now is finding the joy in running again. As much as I like doing it, it's not the same because I can't, I don't have, like I have a limit. And so I can't, I can't be who my brain wants me to be anymore with running. Yeah, I know. That's why we need a sports psych to come in right now, like off of our, (laughs) like just drop it in our Zoom call unexpectedly right now, because I hear that. I hear that. I mean, when you said, you know, my time was my slowest compared to even when I was pregnant, it doesn't bring Mm -hmm. me joy anymore. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that same, it's hard to detach from what it used to be and say, okay, Mm -hmm. this is my new chapter. What is this going to look like? And how can I find some joy, find some peace, find some fulfillment in there? And it's, it's really hard because I mean, I, Mm -hmm. you know, again, like in the women's running story, I talked about, you know, I decided what I was going to do was run no more than 10 miles a week on this Mm -hmm. very flat highline trail, which is, you know, a gravel path near my house, you know, just go out for 15 minutes, come back for 15 minutes, easy pace. And, and that felt fine, but it wasn't like, you know, usually when I think back to running, I remember like coming up on my driveway and just feeling like, you know, just completely sweaty, completely mm-hmm. soaked, completely like exhilarated rock star, like, holy cow, I can just slay the world and the dragon yeah. that's trying to kill it. Right. Like I'm just feeling yeah. so good. And yeah. that that consciously slowing down and being very deliberate with your body and being very careful, uh-huh. it doesn't have that same jo- joyousness, that same kind of recklessness that was kind of fun about it right yeah yeah Yeah. exactly exactly I don't have that like endorphin that I used to and now I can kind of get that from my cycling like a great workout and like I did it that was really hard and I did it with running it's like oh I did it but I've done it so much better in, in many other times in my life so it doesn't feel so like an accomplishment yeah 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 no yeah well and so maybe it becomes your like you know your 
cross training to your biking, right? To yeah. cycling, right? Yeah. You know, like where it's like, okay, so I can show up to these races that I do with Sparkle and, and my community, but also I have this other thing that I'm going to challenge myself with because you definitely like ride your bike with a capital R. Like we are not yeah. talking about like you, you do, I mean, talk a little bit about some things that you've done because that's the thing is I think that sometimes we think like, okay, yeah, I'll go ride my bike, but there are ways to challenge yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I actually haven't done a race, a real in-person race with my bike yet, but I am doing one next month. I'm going to this bike festival called Sea Otter. Yeah. And it's just like a week of like all kinds of bike events, downhill, mountain bike, road bike, circuit racing, everything, kids, adults, everything. So I'm signed up for my first in-person road bike race, but I have been racing on Zwift, which is, um, you know, every Tuesday there's this thing called Zwift Racing League and you do it with a team and it's, it's great. Like you get to do a chance to like push yourself instead of just like a normal training day. Yeah. Um, but it's actually harder because it's so short and I'm like an endurance athlete. And so like having a 45 minute race, like I'm just warmed up by then. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But so I've been challenging myself on the bike in other ways. I love riding long. So last summer, my husband and I went to France and we did this awesome life changing, uh, bike tour in the Alps. And it oh my was, gosh, we climbed 10,000 feet every day for six days. And it was oh my gosh. amazing. It was so much fun. And we did it with this group, but only two other people were there. So okay. it was just our two leaders, another couple and us. And it was so amazing climbing all these iconic climbs in France, which you see in the tour de France. Um, one of them was uh, Alpe d'Huez, which they um, have a replica of in Zwift, which is called Alpe Zwift. Yeah. And so it was fun being able to like, I've ridden this um, online on Zwift yeah. and now I'm riding it in person. So it was, I challenged myself because I like riding mountains and just going far and seeing like what I can do in that aspect, sure. um, which is kind of where I was with running because I had realized I wasn't getting any faster. Sure, and so sure. I was trying to go longer. And so I kind of transitioned that into cycling too, just like riding as long as I can. So I love, I love riding for hours. Like every weekend I ride for three to four hours and that's just like my highlight of the week. That's awesome. Do you do it by yourself usually or do you go with your husband? Yeah, I usually by myself. He's, yeah. he's, he's like levels above me. So yeah, yes. That's another way that we, you and I are significantly uh, the same, right? Cause like my husband will ride with me, but it's more of a, um, I mean, he, he enjoys it. I think it's cause it's an easy day for yeah. him, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, so, um, I'm like working really hard and he's like in his easy, you know, zone two or whatever. So yeah. 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 Well, good. Well, do you have plans for this? So, so that's really cool. You're doing your own your first in-bike race. I've never done a race in person. I don't know that I ever yeah. would. I mean, so how, what is it? What's the distance? Uh, or, do you know? It, I think it's about 40 ish miles. It says okay. it's a seven, seven mile loop. And so I okay. think there's six. So maybe it's like 42. I'm not even entirely sure. The website is very vague. Okay. And so I just signed up, like, I'll figure it out. Like I could do it. It's just going to be what it is. And one yeah. of my friends is going to be doing it too. So um, I'm just going to go out there and have fun and let it be my first race, just like running. You know, you just kind of go and see what it's like. You don't try to like win your first one or, you know. Sure, sure. <laughs> to, totally. Do the most awesome things. So I just going to see what it's like, but, um, hopefully I will get more in a race and there's just not as many bike races 
as running races. Running races, you can find one every weekend. Well, that's the thing. And that's and that's what's also so hard about losing running is, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about the pools being, you know, far away and closed. Uh-huh. Like the accessibility, that is huge. The accessibility yeah. and the fresh air. Those are the two things yes. that make it um, just like just the easiest thing to to, to jump into. Right. And that's, I mean, I yeah. deal with that like this winter. I mean, there's a lot of time in my basement and I have to make sure that I go out and walk around our neighborhood, you know, like I have yeah. to get outside, you know, and you can do that on yeah. your bike better in Southern California than I can in the winter here in Colorado. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's really, really important. And that you, you realize like some of the things that you do give up when you have to give up running, right. Which is a lot yeah. of times being outside. Well, so when people come up to you in the expo booth or at a race or whatever Uh and and know your story, kind of what advice, like if they, because I've had a, you know, a handful of people at our retreats and that kind of thing come up and say, you know, I hear you, I'm grappling with potentially being on the edge of not being able to run anymore. Like, what do you tell Mm -hmm. them? How do you console them or what advice do you give? Uh, I... I just tell them, I mean, everyone knows I'm really into cycling now. So I just tell them, you know, I found something else that's actually way better on my body than running ever was. Cause if I did a long run, like I was done for the day and the next day with cycling, I go and do a long ride and like, I'm fine. Like I don't hurt like I used to. So, um, I just, you know, and I think people because of COVID had gotten more into cycling with Peloton. And so I feel like more people are doing that. And so they're being able to find that, the alternative, like if, if I can't do this, then I have something else to do. So it's been really good in the one way, maybe COVID was good is that people are able to find an alternative to, to running and having something else to do. And I also just really advocate the run walk. And I was never about that before, but now I'm like, Oh, I totally get it. It's not just like for like people who are having a hard time running for a long time. It's like giving your muscles a chance to recover, to run again. And I understand why it's important now. And Jeff Galloway, you know, he's really important in the Disney world. He's at all the races really talking about his run walk. And now I'm like, I met him and I was like, I totally get it. Like, here I am. I'm run walking. I'm trying to do this. And I, I really appreciate you bringing this method to like, uh, you know, the stage so that yeah. people can run and be able to do that instead of just like giving up. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. I love it. I love it. I'm curious, did you see anybody, um, and, and uh, this might be too personal of a question, but any, any therapists, like not physical therapists, but like mental therapists when you were <sighs> in this transition? I, I wanted to, and I should have, and I thought about it a lot and I did not. And I really should have because I needed it. And I was really, really depressed and my husband could see it, but I didn't. And I should have, and I still think about it. Like it would probably be good to do even now because I, you know, still have a lot of work, you know, to work through. And so I just, I think it's a really good idea. It just, at the time it was happening, there was just so much else going on. Of course, yeah. That it was like the thought of finding a therapist and finding the right one that would understand my obsessive exercise issues. And it was just too much with COVID and trying to, you know, do kids and dogs and work from home and everyone's here. It just, it was hard. And so I didn't do it, but I definitely should have. 
Yeah. And, and no, no judgment. And I hear you a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. we were all just, you know, trying to just like get one foot in front of the other, but I mm-hmm. would advocate for that for you and for anyone else yeah. who is listening, who is going through this transition. I mean, I, you know, again, like my, my identity and my professional life is tied up in running. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, it's like, I, you know, you can't touch, not touch the rail and, I did talk to um, somebody and she just said, you've got to grieve it like you're grieving a person, right? Like mm-hmm. it is like, it is a big part of you. And so, you know, to, to just say, okay, I'm just going to shift and just go to the bike. Like, yes, yeah. you can do that, but you're leaving apart this big puddle of mm-hmm. grief and sorrow and frustration and all those things. And, you know, not that it goes away. There are still days where I'm just like, I just, you know, you see, especially on like a really nice spring day or fall day, you know, and you're driving uh-huh. along and you're, someone's on this path that you love uh-huh. to run on, you know, and you're just like, oh, you know, but it, it does get easier with time. It definitely gets easier with time yeah. And, yeah. and and with other modalities, right? And other things and mm-hmm. kind of reframing, like I used to be a runner and now I'm an athlete, right? Or yeah. I used to be a runner and now I'm a cyclist or whatever that looks like to you. So yeah. yeah. The other thing that I wanted to just bring up and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this, Elise, is one of the sports psychologists that I talked to for the women's running article was talking about how it's really helpful to be proactive in your decision and like letting Mm -hmm. you decide when you want to stop this thing or keep going. Right. Instead of Mm -hmm. saying like hitting that like bitter end with your body and just being like kaplunk, I'm done. Right. And I like that you have some, you've taken some agency, right? Like you stopped and then you started again. And I mean, Mm -hmm. how does that land with you as far as just like being, you being the, in the driver's seat and letting your body, instead of letting your body do it? Yeah, it was hard because I wanted to keep running. I needed it, especially during COVID. I wanted to like have that outlet and I couldn't do it. Um, I, I had just, like I said before, like my kids were really what dictated me wanting to start running again because I just wanted to play with them. My, my son wanted to do a Turkey trot 10 K and I was like, how can I let him do this and not be there with him? Yeah. That it just was important for me to, to be like, okay, I'm going to do this and um, we're going to do it the right way. And, but it was hard because I felt like, at times I couldn't run even when I wanted to, I would just say, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go run. And I'm, I don't care what my body's doing. And then I just couldn't run. It was really hard. So sometimes I've been able to like make it happen. And sometimes I just physically could not get out and run. Yeah. Because of the pain or because of yeah. the movement. Yeah. The pain. Yeah. yeah the yeah. pain. Well, and the movement, cause my hamstring, it does get so tight that I like cannot move my legs like that. It just won't work. Crazy, crazy. Well, so any other little bits of advice or thoughts you want to leave us with? You've been really helpful in talking about this. And again, it's like one of those things where we're like, you know that it's brewing on a lot of people's minds because they're very, you mean, the reasons why there are very few people in the 60s, 70s, 80s age groups. I mean, yes, there weren't as many women runners back then, but it is a sport of attrition a little bit, right? Yeah. And one thing I had thought about was I used to listen to um, when he did it more, the Lance Armstrong podcast that he did. And he had interviewed Ryan Hall. And this was when I was running and I heard him talk about how, you know, Ryan Hall, marathoner, great runner and has transitioned to weightlifting. Yeah. And he talked about um, his transition and 
something had stuck in my mind and I hadn't even stopped running at that point. I didn't have a, have an injury, but he said, one day I'm not going to be able to run and I'm going to have to figure out what to do next and like how to like, you know, make that my identity because at that point running was his, his identity. Yeah. And I, it kind of stuck in my mind, like, what would I do if I couldn't run? Like, how would I change my life? Like what my identity would be. And so it's kind of always stuck in my mind. Like at some point, some people are going to have to change from being a runner. And I still call myself a runner. Like that's my first thing. Like if you ask me, I'm a runner, cyclist second, even though I cycle every day of the week, (laughs) but like, I've been able to like, at least come to terms, like it's okay to change from something else in and be something else like you know running was my life and it's okay to do that like it doesn't mean that my life is over but I can start something new and now look at Ryan Hall he's like a great weight lifter like if you look at his change it's like night and day he's like so different yeah yeah yeah. but like it's okay to to not run anymore and do something else and that's what was hard for me to come to terms with was like it's okay to not run Yeah. Well, okay. One more question because I just see this one and I wanted, I mean, one of the things, and you are obviously a go-getter. I mean, you've got your own company, you, you know, you, you go long, you go far. Your reaction to the word quit, right? You haven't really said it like not running anymore. It's just okay to move away. You know, it doesn't sit well with me either, but there, I have to say, there's a couple podcasts coming out right now about quitting. Like one is with, um, oh gosh, the woman from modern family, Julie, I can't think of her last name, but um, and there's another yeah. one that I just listened to that did um, Emily McDowell cards, the woman who did Emily McDowell cards. And um, it's coming into vogue, right? Like uh-huh. <laughs> the idea of, you know, not being such a um, runner and gunner all the time. So, I mean, but what is your reaction to the word? Quit? Oh, quit is a very hard word because yeah. I don't like it. And I've like, I've never DNF'd a race because I'm like, I'm just going to finish. But I don't think that that's necessarily the right thing all the time. Like you have to learn to quit or stop, I should say, when the time is right, when you're hurting and when you're injured. And I would see sometimes like professional triathletes or athletes like stop mid-race, quit mid-race. And you're like, why didn't they just finish? Yeah. But they, they were so in tune with themselves that they knew like, if I keep going, I will injure myself further and then that will ruin it long-term. Long and so term, yeah. I think it's important to know that it's okay to quit if that's going to be better for you for the future. But it definitely is hard for my brain to like understand that, like even on a workout, I'm like, no, I can't quit. I just got to finish it. But that's, it just seems dumb to not think about like, okay, well maybe I'll finish this workout, but then I won't be able to work out for three weeks because I've injured myself. So yeah, the ramifications and it's really hard in the moment, right? Because you're, yeah. you're already kind of in, uh, you've kind of become a little bit, um, softened and numb to the pain. Right. So you're yeah. just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just finish it because I'm already here. Right. You know? So yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, we are going to quit this right now, Elise. Thank you so much for um, coming on and talking to us. Really, it's it's really um, helpful to hear people's stories, and we really appreciate you sharing yours. And wish you all the best. I hope that you. I know um, you too. Yeah, excited to see you maybe one day at a race. And um, and in the meantime, good luck at Sea Otter. Thank you.
Before we head out today, I wanted to take a moment to switch from bikes and running back to cross-country skiing. A couple of you guys asked for an update from Ann Heinrich and Emily Fisher, who did uh, the Berkey Biner and Cordelopit, respectively. They finished those recently at the end of February. So here are some voice memos about their races. Ann is up first. Ann is the instructor and who did the longer Berkey Biner race. And then Emily is the newer cross-country skier who did the shorter Cordelopit. So hopefully hearing them gets you fired up to maybe try a little Nordic skiing next winter. Talk to you soon. Hey guys, I just wanted to get back to you and uh, tell you about my American Berkebiner 2022 experience. Uh, this is Anne Jasper Heinrich, and I really have to say I thought the Berkey was much harder this year for a lot of reasons, but I loved it just as much as ever. I will definitely be doing it again next year. Um, and hopefully my daughter Reagan will be joining me out on the course too. Um, I think some of the things that I'll remember mostly, most about this course was that the conditions were far worse than the last time I did it. There were, was just a ton of sugary snow, um, especially on the uphills, and that made it really difficult. It was kind of a pain in the ankle, as my friend likes to say. Um, but I got through it, and I was really happy to hear from a lot of the people that I had coached during this uh, winter season and got really nice texts from them saying that, um, you know, they were really proud of themselves and pushed themselves so hard. And and uh, some of them finished in phenomenal times and some of them were out there suffering for hours, but no one regretted it. Hey ladies, I'm so happy to report that I successfully completed my first quarter loppet and boy, was it quite the experience and biggest takeaways wax wow if it wasn't for al hansen i would have been in deep trouble but thank goodness he waxed my skis and totally took care of me which made all the difference in the world next time definitely going to plan ahead also all i can say is definitely helps having friends in all the right places encouraging you along the way such a fantastic event overall and thank you so much have an awesome night peace